Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty for another week. My name, as always, is Mitchell Cashmore, and I am joined by Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Always very good coming into a, a better day. De- sorry, a better racing week. So I'm um, pretty keen for this one, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big week. But before we get stuck into it, as always, we like to touch on last week. Definitely was better from us results-wise. We are... Got, I think it was five or six winners on the day, most of them coming from uh, Rose Hill, which was a bit of a favourites day. But we were able to get the uh, the few value horses that did get up and a few Quinellas as well, especially in the highway. Very, very good. What did you think about last week's races? Yeah, moving in the right direction for us from a tipping point of view. But um, like I said, the racing is getting a bit more interesting with a couple more high-class horses coming into it now. So it should be a bit bit easier to follow, a bit easier to enjoy kind of thing. Even if you're not winning every race, you get to see some good quality racing. So I'm pretty excited for this week as well. Yeah, dead set. And uh, the only other thing I really want to get your opinion on is you're a big nature strip man. And I finally jumped on the uh, the bandwagon and the wheels what? sort of fell off. Plenty mm. of excuses, but I just want to know what your thoughts are on the whole nature strip versus home affairs situation. If this doesn't prove that you're the mock, I don't know what is. This horse <laughs> is an absolute... Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's All jokes aside, it just taking away... Not taking away from home affairs at all, but it just shows with the... Imagine how it would have gone with a nice jump. It would have won by two lengths, two to three lengths. So pretty pretty good to see from Nature Strip. Almost fought back the win, but um, good to see a good horse from a three-year-old making some... Good ground against some really good horses as well. So um, Nature Strip's still the goat. Um, can't can't do too much about it. Just had a average start and then got bumped early on, which really set it back. But then um, stormed home and almost snagged the win. Extra hundred meters there, it's going to win all day. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, don't know who's looking into it too much, but uh, it stays favourite in in its next race for me. Yeah, 100%. I don't think anyone with a pair of eyes can say that was a fair run against Nature Strip. In my opinion, Nature Strip's Strip's run was far better than that of the winners in Home Affairs. Yes, Home Affairs is a really good run and, you know, nailed it out to the finish. But I don't think that form's going to hold up going forward. Yes, Home Affairs probably starts favourite in its next race um, if it drops back in class and isn't going against Nature Strip sort of thing because of just how good of a horse it proved to be on the day. But, like, I don't think that the win over Nature Strip should be counted in form-wise because, like you said, if Nature Strip got a clean jump there, would have won by two lengths. Came out of the start and absolutely got cannonballed by Profiteer and then ended up getting sandwiched by two other horses as well in the run. And the fact that it was able to get that clear running and Jamie Carr was able to just, you know, kick its hind legs up and absolutely storm the finish and was... Within, you know, millimetres in the end, it was the best race of the day. It was like heart-stopping, especially when the, I was there at the track at Rose Hill. I ended up going going down, and when we were all watching on the big screen, there was just a collective gasp throughout the whole crowd when that first jump happened. Everyone was throwing their tickets down. like Everyone was very, very annoyed 
thinking that Nature Trip was going for all money. And when it fought back, it was just excellent and just proves how good of a sprinter that horse is. So I think you're right when saying that, Nick, that it doesn't go against anything on Nature Strip. He's definitely still the best in the world, in my opinion. 100%. But uh, other than that, we're going to move straight in to the rundown and uh, head to Randwick. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, the random rundown, the track. My goodness, uh, it's going to be a huge day of racing. However, the weather is going to play a massive factor into how the day plays. Rail's going to be in the true position, but the fact that there has just been a torrential downpour all this week in Sydney, it's currently pelting down right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's coming through on the recording. It is just that loud where I am. Uh, the track is going to be an absolute bog. Heavy 10, most likely. Heavy 9 minimum throughout the day. Um, so the fact that the rail's in the true position might be a non-factor in the end because the inside run might absolutely get super chopped up and super slow to race in, in the, uh, the later races in the day. So, you know, horses that are coming off three wide, four wide could end up being in the fastest lane. So I think the, uh, the back markers are going to have all the chance in the world to absolutely tear up on this day. But we'll just have to see how it plays throughout the card because it definitely will be interesting. But uh, we'll get straight into the races. Race one, the highway, always hard, but we were able to snag the winner and the Quinella last week. So hopefully it goes the same for us this week. Um, Iconic Dame and Gift Giver to be the ones to try and get to the front from their wide barriers. And favourite Salir to most likely settle in the midfield. Uh, I'm liking who you had last week, Nick, in Shelby 66 for this one. Has the strong form, placed many time at this grade, including, of course, last week behind our winner, Golden Point. Willie Pike sticks. Um, also has some great form behind Testator Silence and King's Trust. Uh, I like the one week backup. It's running down in distance. Absolutely loves wet tracks. Everything is really, really positive and looking towards a massive run. So $5.50 to win, $2.15 to place. Could definitely be a great each way bet to start the day on Shelby 66. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't hop off. I was pretty happy with its run um, last week. Like you said, snagged the Quinella between us both, so you can't complain. But yeah, should bounce back pretty well here. Pikey's a bit more comfortable getting to know the track over at um over in Sydney, staying over here a bit more. So um, should be a bit bit nicer for him, I'd say. But yeah, Shelby 66 in the first should be pretty nice. Going to head over to race two, 1,100 metres, the midway, benchmark 72. Favourites, Delexo right now. Last start came third behind Invincible Kiss and Esteemed Lady by 1.2 lengths. I don't, I'm not too sure about this one for the favourite. Like, Invincible Kiss is paying $19 after that, um, after a win last week, which is pretty pretty unfair, I'd say, after the, the roughy win it had last week. Um, got pretty lucky. But yeah, probably probably the Dovers there might be a good each way play. 
but not for me. I'm going to go straight to the point here. I'm going to back Pikey again here in the second with Dalalat. $11 to win and $3.50 for the place. Looking pretty nice. It's come second on the heavy track once. Um, last rep has won a trial recently behind in front of Buck and Beauty. Um, had a pretty good, pretty bad race, sorry, in Rose Hill. But other than that, it's a, it's a pretty strong horse that I'm pretty pretty happy with for this one. So, yeah, double lap for me. Yeah, fair enough. The uh, the fact that you've said that Delexo is a... Uh is a bit unders for you and you're not really liking the favourite, has me worried because I'm just going to have to stick with it. Um, I was on it last start, disappointingly came third, but I think still had a good run. Was really held up there in the last 200. When I got clear, had a really strong burst in that last 50 metres and was able to um, nab third and almost nab second there on the line. So I just think it'll come down to getting clear running in the race and that'll maybe help it uh, run to the line. 440 is probably a little short for my mind considering it's never seen heavy ground. Would have liked it around the $5.550 mark, but I, uh, I'm i happy to stick with it. After the last run, I think it can definitely improve second up. It'll be fitter for it. So, yes, yeah, I'm going to stick with Delexo in a second. Very nice. Uh, race three at the uh, 1,200 metre mark, the Sweet Embrace Stakes. And now this one's really interesting for me. Nick, it's probably one of the uh, better races of the day that isn't going to be a group um, Group 1. Uh, it's the two-year-old race for the girls, which is going to be a massive telling point for the Golden Slipper, and it's probably going to be the biggest telling point that we'll have until the race actually comes. Call and get it a deserved favourite, of course, undefeated, and is the Golden Slipper favourite. Uh, great to see her back at the track, but I definitely think she is vulnerable here. Hasn't seen the slot, and word from the camp is because of that, they might actually scratch her and just let her run. I think it, it'll end up being six or seven weeks between runs going to the Golden Slipper. They think she's fit enough to do it, so they might not risk uh, having a poor run here in the slot. But if it does run, I still think it's a vulnerable favourite and will get beaten by my slipper tip, Lady Laguna. She uh, won by four lengths on a heavy 10 two starts ago. She is a dead set swimmer and will love these conditions. So as I said... Absolutely, PI double fived it in in a um, heavy 10. Also one on soft. Uh, last start was on a good track, I believe. Um, was narrow second despite having a huge run, doing it without cover the whole way. Was wide, no cover, and still battled onto the line. Uh, came in very, very narrow second. It was less than a length, and she ran a longer race than the eventual winner. I think she's definitely a highly underrated back for the slipper um, market. I think she's currently at $26. I got on at 51 So I think if you haven't gotten on yet, get on now. The price will definitely drop after this run, in my opinion. $4.40 is a great get to upset Cool and Gatter with Lady Laguna, in my opinion. Nick? Yeah, very nice. Um, uh, uh, I think you got to just... One of us has got to do it. And yeah, Cool and Gatter, just absolute tank of a horse. Probably will get scratched, but um, I'm happy to cover it over for us. So yeah, Cool and Gatter for the win for me. Heading to race yeah, fair enough. for the 1,200 metres elite sand and soil skyline stakes. Pretty tough one here. Um, had me baffled for a while. I was looking out for a good 10 to 20 minutes about who I was going to pick because they're all sitting at about the same spot. There was two that really came to mind. The debutant number 17 custodian from Barrier 7 won its, won its first trial um, by just under a length. So I went back and watched it and it looks pretty nice. Um, with J Mac on board, but yeah, it's it's 
it's giving me a bit nervous. It's half brother of Profondo. Um, however, debutante, you never know how it's going to go. Seven dollars fifty. So it's a tough one. But I'm going to go with Jameldi, number four. Jason Collett on board. Eight dollars fifty for the win. Two dollars ninety. It's going to hold the pace here, and I reckon it can just absolutely keep sending it. So yeah, two wins on the trot. Going to go for three. Hasn't been too good of a field at first, but um. Coming into a bit better now, but yeah, Jamelty for me in the fourth. Yeah, fair enough there. Not a terrible back. Um, like you said, it had me, uh, had you baffled, had me baffled as well. Um, these two-year-old races always hard to predict. This one for the boys much harder to predict than the girls because it is just such an open field here. So I'm gonna be straight into it. I'm with the black booker of mine, Man in the Mirror. $1.8 million horse that was bought purely to win these sort of races. So you would help hope that he goes well. Um, Pike goes on, and it'll definitely be interesting to see him work with Nisham. They don't normally work together. But the um, the horse's trial in the wet conditions was a really nice run. Gives me a little bit more confidence after its really impressive win on a good surface first up on debut at Warwick Farm. Um, but yeah, it just impressed me to put it in the black book straight away, and I'm just gonna have to stick it here. Always back your black book punters. Uh, Eight dollars fifty to win, two dollars ninety to place each way on Man in the Mirror for me in the fourth. We move on to race five, thirteen hundred meters. Ellsberg and Riadini to go forward instead of fast tempo. Ellsberg to start as favourite on race day, as I expect Quantigo to be scratched due to the wet track because he doesn't do the slop. Alligator Blood will be interesting as he doesn't do wet and has been pretty poor lately, but recently won a trial by over six lengths for his new trainers. But uh, don't know if that'll hold up. You know, trials are completely different to race day. Have to be with Ellsberg here. One of the only horses in this field that are proven on the wet and will be the one that they have to chase down, in my opinion. Uh, loves to run fresh and is unbeaten fresh, so I don't see that changing here. Will win a Group 1 race one day, I reckon. And um, currently at the $4.20 mark, I think that'll be much shorter come race start. So get on now. Yeah, I agree. Alligator Blood's usually the one I'd go with. But um, with Ellsberg in the race, Ellsberg's going to be too hard for this one. So yeah, $4.20 for Ellsberg seems pretty good. But Alligator Blood, if it was a bit of a drier track, I probably would have looked into it a bit more. Head into race number six at the 1,400 metres. The guy, Walter Robin. Thoroughbred stakes. Wow, okay. There's a, there's a couple of horses here that I really like, but I think you've got to stick with one because there's one memory that comes to mind with this horse, and it's terrible day. Is it Golden Eagle Day? Oh, well, it depends. The, continue. I'll Ice be able bath. to tell you if it was Golden Eagle Day. Yeah, no. Uh, Ice Bath was this Golden Eagle 2020. Go on. Negle 2020, and it was an absolute slop of a day, heavy 10, um, just absolute wet, and, and it came in and won for us, and I remember it. So I think Ice Bath is going to be the one for me in race number six. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, correction, just quickly, it came second, but we did get on it when it was like paying $8 the price and the place, and we all got on each way, and we were loving it because we – like tripled our money just by it coming second. Would have been much better if it did win because it would have won us hundreds at that. But uh, yeah, Nico, I'm 100% with you. I remember that day very fondly. It's one of the reasons Ice Bath is one of my favourite horses going around. And like you said, 
Love's the absolute slop. It is a absolute swimmer. Could probably go out there and do the 400 meter medley. It just loves the wet so much. And J Mac on board is a massive, massive tick. Uh, first up, impressed in the uh, the group one in the Apollo Stakes. I'm sorry, yeah, the, the Apollo Stakes was pretty impressive in my mind. It will be fitter for that run. Um, yeah, not much else to say about Ice Bath. $2.30 is short, but I think you can definitely take it on with these conditions with Ice Bath. There's not many others are going to suit it that well. I reckon she just wins. And uh, Cheeky Quinella with our uh, old favourite Kiku, because Kiku does also like a bit of a wet track, and I think $10 is over, so I'm going to have a stab at a Quinella since we were pretty good getting them last week. We uh, move past race 7 and 8. We save that for the tip-off. We go straight into race 9 here. 2,000 meter mark. This is a really, really hard one for me because normally Yee Yee would be the easy option for us, but he has been really, really plain lately, so he might have to look elsewhere. One of the big telling points for Yee Yee is the fact that James McDonald has jumped off and has chosen to ride Import Chalk Stream instead, which is interesting. Proper sayer horse, that one. International coming over from England where they just love the wet and they love to stay all day. Trialed okay and should be enjoying the conditions. Uh, another one is... Um, Surefire, another import that's going to be really, really interesting. Loves a staying race, but has never seen wet. So again, no one really knows what's going to happen there. Um, Canasta, one of the Australian horses. Probably one of the only other chances, I think, maybe to come into this one. Uh, should run it out, but really deep in the prep. And I think he's probably past his peak fitness. So, I don't know. Like I said, it's really tough, but I think I'm just going to have to come back to Yee Yee his last shot for me and I think he's been crying out for 2,000 metres and we'll see if that's true here. $6.50 to win, $2.40 each way with a Quinella play on Yee Yee and Chalk Stream. Nico, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to stick with Yee Yee for this one. Yeah, like you said, last chance. However, I want to give a little half tip, not my full tip, but I've got, an, I've got my eye on it. Number 12, Surefire, the international horse. Paying $19 and $5.50 for a place. Keep your eye on this horse. Um, you might be able to snag a place here for $5.50. You might not be just too bad of a bet. So, But yeah, yeah, for me, should be my tip for the winner. That's that's for me. Heading to the last race over at Ramwick, the 1,200-meter Garvin Institute sprint at the benchmark 88. Maltai is the favorite at $2.45. Gravina at $4 just after that. And then the Bopper at $4.80. Those three look to be the three that are probably going to be the the winners, to be honest. Three of the best horses out of this race that I've taken for sure. The other one's not really anyone that's really relevant for me, except for maybe Mr. Hustle as a bit of a roughy chance, but it's it's pretty rough. Um, I'm going to have to go with the bopper here. Second place last start, just lost to Rule of Law, who's a pretty good horse. Fourth place before that, behind Mr. Mosaic and Blue G Bay, which is a really good Really good form to go off. So, yeah, for me, it's going to be the bopper at $4.80. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to be straight to the point here. Going to have to be Gravina. Form behind much, much better. Quantico, Big Parade, and Blondeau. He's run second behind all of them. And uh, those are all horses that are probably much better than the benchmark 88 range. Also loves wet track. So, at $4.40, I think he's the best of the field. So, that will wrap up the 10 race card at Randwick and we'll head into the great tip-off. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. 
Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Mock Boys sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, the great tip-off really starts to pick up this week. Uh, Nico, you're going to have to have some really good form here throughout to maintain that one-point lead that you've got over me. And um, we've got five races to tip this week. As I said, picks up a lot. Um, We've got three in Melbourne, two in Sydney, so let's get cracking in. First up, the Futurity Stakes Race 6 at Caulfield. Really good field here. I'm really keen to hear your thoughts, but I'll quickly give my tip first. I'm going to have to be one up. I know that I'm Thunderstruck, probably the horse to beat in this one, and but I think he'll need this run for the fitness to progress even further on towards the All-Star Mile, whereas Mawanga loves to run first up. Last time first up, came out and won the Winx Stakes. So he's beaten very elegant. He's placed behind incentivized. You can't get much better form than that at the moment in Australian racing. So I think in my mind, he's the one to beat. And I, I'm surprised that he's not favourite, let alone starting at the $5 mark. With Jamie Carr on board, I think it's just a magic um, a match made in heaven. Moonga for me in the futurity. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I've gone with I'm Thunderstruck. Um, I've always I've been a fan of this horse from, from the beginning. Pulled it pretty early and said, yeah, this is going to be a genuine horse. And then it won its, its group one um, last prep. So, yeah, $3.90 for me. Fifth place in the last start in the... Um, Two weeks ago, um, wasn't too bad of a run, but yeah, um, three dollars ninety. I think it's going to be fitter for this one. So yeah, I'm, I'm thunderstruck for me in the futurity stakes. Fair enough. We'll uh, save the blue diamond for last, as that is the biggest of the day. We'll go straight to race eight at Caulfield, the Oakley Plate, the uh, the sprint. What are your thoughts, Nick? Do you think Marabi is mor- moral B? Do you think it's a moral or do you think that it gets beaten? A lot of people are debating that this week. I want to hear your thoughts first before I put my two cents forward. It's a tough one. Um, I don't think it's a moral. I think it's a very strong chance to be a winner. Um, But there's a couple of different ones you need to weigh up here. Um, I can't get around the favourite, to be honest. I can't. Like, it's just not not enough confidence with me to put any money on it. Maybe in a multi at best. But um, Wild Ruler for me is the value play, I think. Got a really, really good first up record with three wins and two second places from five starts. Um, looks really good for me at $9. I feel like it's one of the better value bets of the day, to be honest. Um, that should be for me, Wild Ruler. I like it. I like it. I'm also going to be going away from Marabi. I think it's a really strong horse. I think it definitely has the chops to win this. But uh, $2.50, I want to be looking for some value elsewhere. Um, like you said, if I'm going to be having a bet on it, it's going to be in a multi. I'm not going to be having it on for the win. Instead, I'm thinking Minhaj is the play here. Um, I always like a Sydney form that goes elsewhere looking for um, looking for a win. So that helps me decide. Uh, has trialed in front of Alligator Blood and Big Parade. 
lately also has form in front of Swat's that, which reads really well after her big run last week in the uh, the Lightning Stakes. think we'll get a gun run from the inside gate. Honestly, I don't see anything else having a really, really good chance on running down Marabi. So I think the $8.50 to win and $2.70 to place is worth it. But uh, other than that, we'll move down to Sydney. Sydney Randrick Race 7, the Chipping Norden Stakes. Nico, I know we were talking about this off-air beforehand. I want to hear you make your case first before I make mine. Who have you got and why? Colette in the wet. No more needs to be said. This horse should absolutely pound it in in the wet. It's, it's never one that people think about, and the bookies have started to finally get on it. $4 seems to be a pretty fair price, in my opinion, for Colette. Probably not one of the better betting values. But um, honestly, I think it's I think it's going to be the winner. Colette in the wet for me. Fair enough. Um, look, I know that I'll probably sound like a beaten drum again here, but I'm going to have to be a very elegant. Yes, was pretty plain last start, but the conditions were not to suit. Uh, coming back to 1,400 from a 3,200 Melbourne Cup is extremely, extremely difficult. Yes, you would have hoped she was a little more positive considering it was a soft track, but still uh, gave away too big of a start. I think the move to the 1,600 metres here is going to help it. She always relishes this race. See, she won last year when we went there at track side Nicholas to uh, watch the big race and very elegant again, just jumped out of nowhere um, in the last 100 to win it again. I think that's going to be exactly what's going to happen here. Um Loves the slop as well. I think, you know, other than Colette, probably the only shot at winning a two-horse race, in my opinion. But um, Think It Over is always sniffing up their rears. If he, if Think It Over comes out and wins this one, I think it would be bold to say. Big call. But if Think It Over somehow wins this, it's the best horse in Australia because it will just prove how much it's improved. It's had three starts on the heavy and hasn't placed once. It just doesn't love the heavy track. Um whatsoever so if it's improved so much that it wins on a heavy track for the first time against the likes of nature uh, not nature strip against very elegant and colette on a bog of a track which they normally love it'll just show how good of a horse has become but yeah three dollars for very elegant i just think that uh when the doubters are um with her she just improves even more and she runs at her best when no one expects her to go yeah, I didn't expect her to start favourite here, but I think that, uh, you know, with her form and with the wet track and the fact that she'll be able to have more time to make up that ground in the end, I think she's going to get it done on her way to another couple of wins before she goes over to Europe. Fingers crossed from the biggest very elegant fan in the world here. But uh, enough of that. We'll move on to the surround stakes, race eight at Randwick. Um, Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, it should be a pretty interesting race this one, and it's it's one that I've looked at for a while, and I can't really can't really work it out. But I've gone with Jamae here, just a, always always pretty consistent to be honest. It has a couple of bad runs here or there, but usually it's only one or two in the prep. So I'm hoping to get a good run out of it here, uh, third up. So should be peaking for this one. Maybe looking for one more race to get full fitness. But um, yeah, Jamae for me at twelve dollars um, seems to be the horse for me. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, when it boils down to it, I think the winner is probably going to be Espiona or Fangirl. The, uh, the two Walla fillies, they are just that talented. 
But with uh, with the the track being so unpredictable, I think it's going to be the day to go for some value in a race like this. Yeah, Espiona probably comes out and wins, but that's what everyone said last start. Uh, and if it's not Espiona, it's probably Fangirl, but you never know what's going to happen. So I'm going to have a throw up the stumps with Hinged. Hinged is a dead set swimmer, never not placed in the wet, and has some form behind some really, really good horses. Also loves the second up run, unbeaten there, and will be really nice and fit coming in here. Just needs to hope that the rails aren't a dead lane, and she can certainly get a good run to the line and snag a place, maybe even a knockout win. I've backed Hinged at roughy odds like this before, and she's done me well. Hopefully she could do it again. I believe she's at around like the $26 mark. Let me just get the correct price for you. $26 to win, $4.80 to place each way on Hinged. Could be a really, really good play in my mind. So that'll be me for the surround stakes. We move on finally, Nicholas, to the Blue Diamond Stakes at Caulfield. Race 7 on the card, I believe. The uh, the Melbourne version of the uh, Golden Sipper, if you like. It's uh, the big two-year-old race of the autumn for Melbourne. What are your thoughts? Who have you got? I've gone rough. I've gone for like the number one, Samillion. Damien, Damien Oliver on board at $21 for the win, $6 for a place. Won its first start at Mooney Valley by two lengths, paying $12, and then came second in its last race to Lofty Strike, who was a better priced second favourite, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, Samillion for me looks pretty nice, um, pretty rough, but... You know what? You need something special for this race, and I reckon he's got it. Yeah, fair enough, my friend. I've also gone rough. Um, considering that this year the field is considerably uh, weaker, in my opinion, compared to last year. Like, I mean, of course, time will tell how these horses go in their future, but just listen to the field last year. You had Autorius, Ingratiating, uh, Enthar, Construct, Jigsaw, Hitotsu, Arcaded, and of course, Animo, all horses that have gone on to massive things in their career and still have long careers ahead of them. But when you look at the the races of these starters who have gone back the, the most, they've had three starts, none of them have really, you know, on paper and to my eyes, seemed to be that big, seemed to be that talented. So I think this race is completely wide open. I like that you've gone rough. I'm with you here. I'm going to have to go with Hafey. Craig Williams on board, $17 to win, $5 to place. Each way bet here, it's weird. It's it's only form comes out of a five-horse race in Bendigo Maiden, but there was just something about that win that makes me think he's pretty good. And considering, like I said, that the field is not that amazing this year, anyone can win, I think, you know, Hafey's as, better, as good as bet as anyone Plus, Mayer and Eustace are just on fire lately with their stable. So I think he'll run a really, really strong race. He'll do the uh, distance, which is very important with races like this. So, yeah, like I said, seven day, um, the $17 to win, $5 to place each way mark for me on Hafey is who I'll be going for in the Blue Diamond. Hopefully it gets a place, if not a win. But uh, other than that, we move on for the great tip-off to Around the Grounds. Have you found anything from around the country, Nick? I haven't, to be honest, mate. Um, all my black bookers have been said it's a, they're, they're in big races. So, 
Um, I've already tipped them already, so there's not going to be much for me around the grounds. If you get on early enough um, tomorrow night, however, Ruby Kisses, uh, Artie's Horses Racing, Canterbury Race 8, $18 for the win and $5 for a place. So if you want to go exotic on a Friday night, but um, wouldn't be too confident with it, but have to tip it just in case. So. Lovely. Um, only one I found was Caulfield Race 3, have some black bulls. Lucky decision and attractable. Out of the two, I think attractable has the better form. Uh, at ten dollars to win, three dollars thirty to place. I'll go each weight there, as well as having both of them in a top four same race multi. But other than that, like you said, most of my black bookers are in the group one, so I'll just sit back and have a watch for the rest of the day. Uh, the quaddy, we were one leg off last week. Classic mock energy there, but hopefully we get up this week. Race seven, we got very elegant Colette and think it over in there just in case. But like we said. Colette and Very Elegant seem to make up a two-horse field, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Race 8, we've got Fangirl, Hinged, Espiona, and Jemay. Who have we got in the last two, Nick? We've got Yee Yee, Chalk's Dream, Through Irish Eyes, and Dezudart. Race 10, we've got Gravina, Matoy, The Bopper, and Mr. Hustle. $50 gets you 26% of the quarter. Lovely stuff. Anything to say to the punters before we sign off for another week, Nick? Um, good luck over your weekend, lads. Um, stake it out nicely. Um, Woody's coming back soon, so that's where the big money is for gambling, I say. So if you're going to gamble, leave your money for that. But, um, yeah, good luck over the over the weekend, boys. Good racing's coming back. Yeah, fair enough. That's really all I can say as well. Uh, gamble responsibly on the weekend. And as you're signing off your app, wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, make sure to follow us. Give us a five-star rating. It would really, really help us out. But, uh, yeah, on that, get responsibly. Have a strong weekend, Legends, and we will see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside, and Crone takes the lead.